traveling through another dimension. Another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. But of mind. A journey into a wondrous land, land whose boundaries are that of imagination. That's the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. As 2018 draws to a close, we creep closer and closer to the new year. And with the new year comes new Twilight Zone. As the host of the Twilight Zone podcast, I do kind of feel obligated to maybe put some opinions out there on how that show is going. But the fan in me really wants to just hide himself away so that when it starts, I will come to it fresh and I won't know anything about it. So this is the dilemma but I am the host of the Twilight Zone podcast, so I do feel that we, we've got to talk about these things as they come up. Over the last couple of days, there has been a bit of news about the new Twilight Zone. And it is only a small thing, but I think the ramifications of it do tell us a bit about the shape of the show coming up. Now, there's been a lot of talk online about it, and I will get to some of that in a moment, but... I wanted to bring on another voice, and especially a person who kind of has a stake in what this news is. So who have I got with me tonight? Mr. Zach Moore, straight from a direct flight from the Twilight Zone at 20,000 feet. What's up, Tom? Good to be back here with you. It's good to have you back, Zach. So it hasn't been too long, but um, we have just recorded an episode of Twilight Zone Aftermath over on the Patreon. But the timing couldn't have been better, because yesterday... We had this breaking bit of news that Adam Scott was going to star in one of the episodes of Jordan Peele's New Twilight Zone series, and it's a remake. It's a remake of the episode Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, and it's going to be called Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. So that's 10 more, Zach. That's 10 (laughs) more thousand feet. Will that make a difference? I don't know. But before we talk about it, I'm going to read a couple of things off the internet, if that's okay, just to kind of maybe gauge the mood of people uh, with this development. Now, like I said, I'm not going to, you know, if they introduce a new font for the logo or something, I'm not (laughs) going to do an episode about that. But I think every now and again, I might do an episode if something substantial comes up. Okay, so yesterday when it broke... Uh, I'll read a few of the comments. Now, these are people, friends of the Twilight Zone podcast on Twitter. And Gregory Tyson said, why not remake the Under the Radar episodes like Perchance to Dream? We've already seen a really good remake of this story with Lithgow. Remaking the same stuff makes me wonder if perhaps Peel's knowledge of Twilight Zone is as comprehensive as it should be. Then we have Barnabas Frid. And he says, okay... Just read Adam Scott will play Shatner's character from Nightmare. Why are they doing remakes? Come on, come up with original stories. I can do it. Okay, our friend Adam said, I'm assuming it's intended to hook a new audience on a familiar episode. While I hope they don't remake every classic episode, I think it could be a great gateway for many new viewers. And yeah, Mr. Adam Scott is great. So they could have done much worse. Okay, and then this this guy I've never heard of, Zach Moore, says, I was wondering if they'd do any remakes. I suppose it's a a tradition for every new iteration to remake a few classic stories. But this is the first time one has been remade twice, right? 
This is my favourite episode, so I'm not sure how I feel about this just yet. God, what's this guy's problem? Jesus. And, and it, you didn't mention my great Shatner gif of him looking out the window. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great expression, anyway. It, it was great. It was great. But this is your favourite episode, and you say you're not sure how you feel about it. So have you had time to mull it over? What are you thinking about this? Well, to your point earlier, Tom, I think this does give us some insight onto what they might be doing with the show itself. Uh, I think we all were wondering if there were going to be remakes. Obviously, as, mm-hmm. as I said in my tweet, uh, there have been the 2000 show did some remakes. The 80 show did some remakes. The movie was three-fourths remakes. Um, although picking this episode... Uh, it's already been remade, and I I don't think any other episode has been remade twice. So it's mm-hmm. like okay, uh, I mean sh- to me I love both versions, but Shatner's is just head and shoulders above the other one because of just the the backstory of the the mental mm-hmm. uh, breakdown earlier. He has the wife character to interact with. You know, there's a lot of tension there, and there's a lot of build up. Um, and, and I've heard you talk about on the show before talking about the movie with Lithgow. He's like he starts at an eleven. <laughs> Right, and then he stays there. It goes like to twelve or thirteen, and and he has no one else to play off of, and he has no history Mm -hmm. there. Uh, But again, that's that's a that's a nice alternate take on this kind of story. You know, what if it was just a guy? What if it wasn't just a guy with a mental problem or a mental history Mm -hmm. of a mental breakdown, like like uh, Shatner's character did? And that's cool. And and by the way, if no one's seen it, there's a great clip from Third Rock from the Sun, (laughs) where 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 William Shatner plays a supporting character. He's a recurring guest star in the show. And uh, they, uh, John Lithgow is obviously the star of that show, and him and his family go pick up Shatner from the airport. Then <laughs> Shatner's like, "The most crazy thing happened to me. I looked out the window and there was a man on the wing of the plane." And Lithgow's like, "Oh, the same thing happened to me." <laughs> and that's like the best in joke ever, right there. So anyway, I think those <laughs> equally stand apart. You're gonna do it a third time. You're really risking, like, okay, so are you gonna mm-hmm. like mix and match both of these? Like, I understand the gremlin look. I mean, to me, as like a six-year-old when I first saw it, the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen. I didn't want to look out windows, like any windows, in a house, in a car, you know, for years after that, right, at night. Uh, I get that it's dated. It's like a guy mm-hmm. in a furry suit and whatever. Um, the Gremlin in the movie, definitely more terrifying. Absolutely, mm-hmm. special effects. I mean, you know, it's 30 years later, right? But what are you going to do this time? Like, oh, here's the new Gremlin, and here's the guy with... I, I just... I don't know what uh, how many other variations of this one story you can do, and then, uh, so that's my concern. And then you're always going to be comparing it to William Shatner and John Lithgow are like amazing actors. And Adam Scott, I mean, he's he's a good actor. Don't get me wrong, but it's like he's got the, the bar is so high because this is so iconic. It's just asking for uh, comparison. I don't know if you necessarily want to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that that's that's one hand. On the other hand, um, there's been a lot of talk of how is the, how is this new Twilight Zone going to still be quote-unquote the twilight zone and the world of like black mirror and all these other anthology kind of shows and remaking classic things that people know it's a good way to like oh the, yeah this is the twilight zone i know this is the one with the guy on the plane and the wing yeah i mean everybody jokes about that right that's a that is just in pop culture ingrained anyone sits on an airplane and sits next to a window that joke is made right mm-hmm. so uh i i totally understand why they would pick one of the most well-known episodes and, and redo it but I don't know. I just I still can't decide. Basically, is what I'm trying to say, Tom. I don't know where I can fall on it. I really won't know until it comes out. Honestly, I mean, if they do a great job, then then wonderful. I just I just to me, why why wait? Yeah. Why why hope for lightning to strike a third time? <laughs> and that's all. That's my take, I guess. Well, I'll give my take in a sec. I'll just read out an, another couple of reactions. Now, these aren't to me directly, so I won't name who said them. 
These are just things I've picked up online. Someone writes, Why ruin a classic? William Shatner's performance will never come close to being duplicated, not even by John Lithgow, who was pretty good. And then another person says, There's nothing unique out of Hollywood anymore, all remakes. And another person, Why all these bloody, unnecessary reboots? Can't stand any of them. Whatever happened <laughs> to originality? And then... This other one, they need to leave TZ alone and stop messing up damn good classics. The movie was good, but today's version of it, I don't want to see. I don't care too much for today's writers and producers. They clearly have lost creativity. Get your own show. So there's a bit of anger out there, Zach, and they're they're the tame ones, you know what I mean? (laughs) They're the tame ones. Um, Some were were a lot more colourful in the and their kind of reaction to this. Remakes seem to get people's backs up, you know, not even just in the Twilight Zone, but in general. I think whenever a remake is announced, the same reaction is on the internet. Why are they doing this? Etc. 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 Hollywood's got no new ideas. They're gonna ruin a classic. I guess I'll give my reaction to that before I talk about Nightmare at twenty thousand feet, mm. because I I really don't care what gets remade, to be honest. Um, <laughs> the, there is too much. There's, there's too much entertainment at the moment for me to watch that I can't keep up with it all. You know, all the new stuff on Netflix, Amazon. You know, all the movies that come out. There is so much of it. Now, I understand people loving a property. People being really invested in it, especially if it's something you've loved your whole life. I, I get that. But if people think all that comes out of Hollywood is is remakes, then I would question how far they're really looking, you know? Because there is new stuff out all the time. If Hollywood isn't giving you what you want, there's independent stuff that maybe you should go and support that, you know what I mean? Because I what does get my back up a bit is people kind of criticizing things before they're even out, saying this is going to be rubbish, this is going to be awful, and then going and seeing it anyway. And it's like, if you feel that strongly, the only way to really make that point is to not support that thing you seem to be so angry about, you know? And, you know, personally, there's lots of good remakes. I I love a lot of remakes, you know what I mean? I, and when they are good, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I love the original, but I think I really enjoy the remake. And they're two totally different experiences, but I like them both. And I think, great, you know, they remade this classic movie, but now I've got two movies to enjoy, so where is the harm in that, you know what I mean? Okay, you know, if people have reservations and want to talk this out, great. But I just don't get the anger. I really don't get the anger of sitting people sitting behind their computers seething so much about these things, <laughs> you know? And I think a lot of that has shaped my own view on it because I don't want to be like these people because I just look at them and think, you know what? I get love and a property and we all want what's best for it. But I'll tell you this, Zach, if this new Twilight Zone comes out and it's it's rubbish. So what, you know, I'll just turn my back on it and I'll, I will leave it be, you know, I I will certainly be covering it on this show in the first season, but if it's dreadful, which I don't think it will be, but if it's a dreadful show, then I'll happily say, you know, I gave it a shot. It's not for me. And I'll turn my back on it. I just don't get, 
I just don't get the anger is, is kind of, <laughs> that was a long way of saying that, but that's kind of where I, where I sit with this stuff. Yeah. You know, life is too short to get too emotionally invested in any of this entertainment stuff anymore. You know, I mean, like, <laughs> to be honest, like mm-hmm. I love what I love, the franchises and whatnot. If stuff is good, great. I'll put it on my shelf. If it's not, I just, I won't. I mean, I, you know, but, uh, you know, you talk about remakes and my favorite movie of all time is the original King Kong, 1933. And it's been remade twice. And, uh, you know, the 70s mm-hmm. version is very different. Um, I love the special effects in it, but there's no dinosaurs. And, you know, <laughs> for example, mm-hmm. and there's, it is very 70s. You know, Jeff Bridges is great in anything he does. So good to see him in it. But it's odd. It's very odd, right? But it's there. It exists, right? Mm-hmm. And then Peter Jackson, who is, King Kong is also his favorite film of all time, remade it again for a third time. And I'm like, and, and, I, and mm-hmm. I love what he did with it. But at the same time, he's almost he's almost too much of a fan, and he made it too similar to the original. To like, let's it's like to, to the point of like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. It's just the original on steroids. Now, I, I liked a lot of it. I mean, I, I I like them all. I don't like them all equally, but I like them all. Um, and so I, I don't know, like like I, but that one after that, interestingly enough, you know, talking about something you made three times. The third one, the two thousand five King Kong, made me kind of appreciate the nineteen seventy six King Kong more. Because it was like, you know what, you, you made some bold creative mm. choices there, and it wasn't just the same thing over again. I wasn't exactly sure how things were going to play out. I mean, you know how things are going to be over, like, macro, but micro, you don't. Um, so, yeah, and, and again, none mm-hmm. of these things, like, ruin the integrity of the originals. <laughs> so, they're still there. Like, RoboCop yeah. remake, not good. But the original RoboCop, still an amazing film, right? So, like, it, it's not, it doesn't erase mm-hmm. that being good. I mean... A lot of these franchises, it's different when you talk about movie franchises and TV shows as well, because like movie franchises, like there's usually so many like crap sequels. Mm-hmm. You know, by the time somebody reboots something, that then you're not you're not losing anything. But it it is odd. Twilight Zone is very unique in the fact that like it's an anthology show, and you remake certain episodes inside reboots of the actual series. Like it's a very unique circumstance. But I'm you know I'm gonna try to look at it that way and 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 mm-hmm. see what happens. I just like I said, I ultimately. We gotta wait. You gotta wait and see how this stuff works. Never judge stuff where it comes out. Basically, I mean, you can talk about it. You can share your impressions. Yeah. You yeah. know, you can you can kind of work out your thoughts with each other. But yeah, bottom line, Tom, like you said, don't get mad. <laughs> like, what's the point of that? <laughs> you know, it's it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, you're you're a Star Trek podcaster. That's one of your mm-hmm. main areas of podcasting. And we had Discovery, didn't we? Uh, the new show. Uh, which is very sort of uh, linked in a way mm-hmm. because it's on the the CBS All Access over and you your get it for side. Free on Netflix. And like, Good for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing that interests me is, you know, this this is giving us a glimpse of what this new Twilight Zone is going to be like. Now, my hope is that there's ten episodes of this new series in the first season. My hope is that if there's a couple of remakes in there. And the rest of them are new, then that'd be cool. If it was all remakes, then then I would be starting to think, well, what's the point? You know what I mean? Because we need to be looking at what you know what what there is to say in today's world, if you like. So if they're just rehashing the old things, then then there wouldn't be much point. So if there's a good sort of balance, then I, I'll be quite happy with that. I'm okay right. with it, but let's not go overboard with the remakes. Well, to me, it's odd timing that they just released this hey we're maybe making this one episode and then starring this one guy and that's all the information we have i thought maybe they'd release a list of the actual episodes okay we're having 13 here they are here's the names Uh you know uh here two or three remakes for these favorite episodes and you know we're looking at these actors to play these parts but just to have 
you know, an episode title and an actor, and that's it. And we don't even, I don't even, is there 10 episodes? Is that, is that, is that, are you, that's just speculation or? I, I think that's what okay. it is, 10. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's odd to me that they, they would just, we don't even know if this is the first episode, a third episode. I kind of hope it's not the first episode. Like, I want to see what this show is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, its own identity to start with. You don't want to start with a remake of something. Yeah. Uh, so, so to me, and I want to know who's directing it because you look at who directed the first two versions. You have Richard Donner, you know, I, I, Superman the movie, Lethal Weapon, The Omen, right? Uh, incredible director. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you have George Miller, okay, Mad Max Fury Road over here. He directed the the, the movie version. So, so again, not talk about the pedigree of the main actor. Let's talk about the pedigree of the director too. Is Jordan Peele going to direct it? I don't know. I, mean, I don't know how many episodes. He's actually going to direct. I know we know he's hosting now. So there's a lot of unknowns about this. Uh, this, this random factoid they decided mm-hmm. to release on a on a Friday. <laughs> you know, it just it was odd, it just odd timing to me uh, for all this. And I think that that's the key the the unknowns because and and I think why that's why I find the outrage is just so far away from the way I feel because we've seen fandom get egg on their faces so many times. You know, I remember when. Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker. People were seething, you know, this pretty boy in our Batman movie. What the hell? You know, next minute, he's he's one of the greatest <laughs> movie right. villains of all time, you know, uh, in superhero movies. And everyone sort of just sort of conveniently forgets how opposed they were to it. It could be for business reasons, right? We need a marquee episode, you know, to really get people to take notice, to look forward to, to to hold it up as, look, this is the Twilight Zone. But it could also be someone said, you know what? I've got a really cool take on Nightmare on 20,000 Feet that I think is going to be great. We just don't know, you know? We, we just don't know. So I I'm really open to it. Did I need it? Not really. I'd have been happy if it was 10 new stories. It's it's like um, Star Trek Discovery, you know, at, at the end of the season. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it. But they bump into the Enterprise, don't they? And, and season two has got all these, uh, like, original series characters in. Now, I, I, did, I enjoyed Discovery, but I didn't really need that. But now that it's happened, I'm not going to, you know get angry about it and and boycott the show it's like okay well i didn't really need that connection but it's there so yeah let's, let's see what it is you know and it's kind of a similar thing yeah, with this yeah you know, i would one of the twitter comments i forget who it was forgive me but uh said like why don't you remake you know bad episodes or you know retool episodes that didn't quite hit the first time i think that's a smarter approach you know and that's what i always say about hollywood movies too like why I mean, I understand the marketing reason. You remake something because it has a brand, it has a following, right? You have a built-in audience or you make an established property. But if you remake something that's not good, but you make it better, I mean, that's that's totally worth remaking, I think. So pick one of these, you know, there's so many, I mean, 150 plus episodes of The Twilight Zone. A few of them are like, you know, okay, if we, if if they took another pass at this, and this might have been a really good episode. Maybe look at some of those. I know this don't have the marquee value of, hey, guys, the William Shatner episode mm-hmm. with the guy on the wing of the plane, right? That's where all the headlines are. But uh, no one's going to care if you remake, like, um, I don't know, Still Valley or something. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not holding my breath for the Ranch McGrew remake, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get what you mean. But I think, as you said before, time timing is key. You know, if, if they did that down the line when the show was established, then I think that'd be pretty great. You know, okay. Take that one that could have been better and make it great. I appreciate that, but I think time and wise, 
I completely understand the business reasons for for putting this one up there. You know what I mean? We'll just give our th- final thoughts in a sec, but I'll, I'll just read a couple of uh, more comments that I've got. Over on Facebook, uh, Michael Wheeler said, It's not that I thought we wouldn't see some reimaginings of classic episodes, but it's a little disappointing that the first real news we get about a specific episode is yet another remake of Nightmare at 30,000 feet. I'd like there to be as little rehashes as possible. Uh, Richard Reese, same reaction, hoping Peel might take the show into some uncharted regions of the Twilight Zone, especially given his unique views on race. Hope it's not all retreads. Then Mark Alley says maybe the twist ending will be different. Uh, David Jackala said Adam is a likeable actor, capable of much range. I'm interested in how he will play the cracks as they form in his fragile psyche. Our mutual friend uh, Brandy Jackala, also a podcaster over at Trek FM, said, Mm -hmm. So Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone will feature a remake of Nightmare at 20,000 feet. I first saw the news on Twitter via a tweet from the Twilight Zone podcast. The first thing I thought was, I love Adam Scott's work. What a great casting choice. I love him too. I've only seen him in um, The Good Place. I didn't watch Parks and Recreation, but The Good Place, I, I think he's great in that. The second thing I thought was, I'm looking forward to Jordan Peele's spin on this. It's been 65 years since the original, and I wonder what reimagining this story for another day and age will bring. And I went on my merry way. Later that day, I discovered that there's been apparently fan outrage. Here is where I stand. The episode hasn't even been made yet, much less aired, and people are already hating the idea of it. Granted, our culture today seems to be full of reboots, remakes, and reimaginings, but to me that's no reason to immediately decide that something is a bad idea and doomed from the start. I'm not a writer or a filmmaker, an actor, producer, etc. I have no authority or experience to prejudge anything in which I'm not directly involved in creating. So once again, I shake my head, sadly at all the knee-jerk reactions, and head into the future of the Twilight Zone with an open heart and mind. I look forward to what the new series will bring, and I will not prematurely colour that experience with what I think it should be. I can only imagine what a world we live in if we as the human race focused our energy on things that were truly outrageous and made this planet a better place for us all to live. I feel that's what Rod Serling really wanted for all of us. Well said, Brandy. So excellent points there from from Brandy. You know, there are there's places there's places to direct our anger, you know, and I, I just I can't I can't see this as being one of them. But you know, let, let's let's sum up our, our thoughts on on where we are at the moment in the in this whole thing. Well, yeah, you know, uh, Jordan Peele, I think, is the perfect guy to reboot the Twilight Zone. You know, Get Out was amazing. Uh, he has a comedic mind and a comedy and horror kind of do kind of have a it's kind of this this yin yang relationship to each other, which I think is is very uh, interesting to see play out. Uh, entertaining guy, smart guy, you know, perfect guy, perfect guy. Like if I could pick one guy to reboot the Twilight Zone, he'd be the guy. So I do. I'm regardless of what news comes out, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna have faith. I'm gonna choose to 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 be optimistic about it, and then we'll see how it all comes out in the wash. It could this could be my. It's not gonna be my favorite version. Nothing's gonna top William Shatner's version for me, but it could be my second favorite version. I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. Um. So yeah, I I, I am very much looking mm-hmm. forward to this new Twilight Zone, and I look forward to more news as it comes out. Hopefully, we get some kind of 
you know, more official release of this news and these random tidbits here and there. Like uh, now, now if, if, if like the next two bits are we're remaking the monsters are due on Maple Street and we're remaking Eye of the Beholder, then I will get a little concerned at that point. But but that's that's where I will draw the line. But uh, but yeah, I, like hey, Brandy said it best. You know, I'm just gonna I'm along for the ride here. Let's see. I'm looking forward to what happens next. That's the same for me. Did I really want them remaking episodes? Not particularly, but that's not because I have an objection to remakes as such. It's just I was looking forward to 10 new stories and seeing what they could do. Now that it's happening, you know, I, I enjoy seeing what different creators do with the same material. And let's not forget, it was, I'm pretty sure it was actually a story. Richard Matheson wrote it. Short story by Richard Matheson first, yes. Yeah, so, you know, there's been multiple adaptions of many books, you know, so if, if it makes anyone feel better, think of it as another adaption of the book. There you go. You know, I, I like stage plays. I like seeing different actors doing that same material. I think it could be valuable. I think it can be fun. And if, if they've got some new little nuance to it, you know, it's 10,000 feet higher. Let's see, you know, maybe that's yeah, different enough. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's, it's, like a, it's like a cover to your favorite song. You know, it's like your favorite song is still there and you can listen to it a hundred thousand times. But I, I really like covers of songs that I like because you can, you can hear the same thing, but a different take. And that and that kind of keeps the freshness of the original when you have these these variations. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I choose to look at it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, it hasn't um, diminished my hope and the, the kind of joy I hope to experience in, in the run up when we get some real news. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it still. So... You know, if, if anyone out there has, has really got an objection to it, then I'm sorry about that. You know, uh, it's unfortunate, but hopefully everyone will be pleased when it actually comes out because it wouldn't be the first time that people have objected to something and then when it comes out, they're actually quite pleased with it. So I will see what happens as well. Well, uh, Zach, thanks for coming and chewing this one over with me, man. It, it's always good to speak to you. Absolutely, Tom. Thank you. This is perfect timing since we're recording uh, for the Patreon today. And, you know, Nightmare 20,000 Feet is my favorite episode. So uh, good good <laughs> to talk to you about with it as well. So, yeah, always always a pleasure to be a guest here. Cool. Well, I'm going to be doing this. You know, we'll see what comes up. Like I said before, I'm not going to do it if it's just like the running time is going to be 55 minutes. I'm not going to do an episode about that. But if, if we get a build up of a few interesting tidbits, then... You know, hopefully you'll come back and we'll speak about it again in future. It's the second time you've been on the Twilight Zone podcast now in, in probably a handful of episodes. I don't think that's ever happened in the whole history of the show. If people have enjoyed your input, where can they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at MoronZach. That's M-O-O-R-E-O-N-Z-A-C-H. Uh, I'm also the host of a Star Trek podcast called Standard Orbit. We're on the Trek FM network. You can find us on Twitter at Trek FM. We talk about all things old and new, Captain Kirk and the Enterprise over there. And I'm also the host of Always Hold On to Smallville, a show about each and every episode of that young Superman show. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Always Smallville with one S. And Tom, I will be awaiting your call to talk about the Nick of Time remake. <laughs> coming up next season on Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Cool. Okay, you've got it, man. If, if that's announced, you'll definitely be over. All right. Well, that's enough from us. Next time it is to serve man on the Twilight Zone podcast. And I'll speak to you then. Bye for now. It's a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs>